With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. I got in one little fight. My mom got scared. She said, you can't slap Chris Rock because your wife has no hair. That is, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm so impressed with whoever came up with that. How are you, Sarah? America's greatest country. The world, San Diego's America's finest city. Uh, kicked off the show talking about the whole Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith thing. And there's a lot there, actually. Uh, I think it's pretty entertaining. But my main point is Will Smith is a broken, broken man. A man who looks like he has it all. A ton of money, fame, fortune. He can do whatever he wants. He can go anywhere. He could do anything. He has a 42 million car garage. And his wife sleeps with other men. Openly, they have an open marriage. So, while people have envy towards Will Smith, he's deeply depressed. Deeply, there's 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 no there's no other way you could possibly exist. He's got a he's a broken person. Can't keep his wife happy. His own wife doesn't love him. They have an open marriage where they sleep with other people. His wife, his wife openly sleeps with other men. And then what is he? Is he a man now? No, you're no man. And then he does this whole white knight in shining armor thing. It's to give me a break. So listen, man, you can have that, ma that massive house of yours and you can have all that money. Just think about that. Just hold on. Just think about that for a second. Like truly, like the demoralization of that. And and I don't. I mean, everyone. But perhaps just everyone. Perhaps you had like cheated, been cheated on, whether it's wife or girlfriend, whatever. Right. Depressing, bad, or but like to go along with it. That's that's the extra demoralizing part. To go along and be like, sure, honey. Whoa. So remember, and I will always look for opportunities to, to make this point. If you ever feel envious of anybody, friend, neighbor, celebrity, random person on Instagram you don't even know, if you ever feel envious for anyone, you have to take all of their life, not just the thing you want. So if you want Will Smith's 150-acre estate, okay, but you also have to take your wife sleeping with other men. It's the whole, it's the pat. You can only take the package deal. And we spent the first hour crushing the appeal of celebrity. We should pity these people. What a superpower you can give your children uh, to raise them to pity these people. Because their lives are pretty terrible. I have the, <laughs> it sounds like such a jerky thing to say, but it's true. Hear me out. I have the perfect amount of celebrity. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to be sure, but every couple weeks, someone will be like, hey, are you Mike Slater? Oh, love your show. And it's like, oh, that's great. 
nice little ego hit. And honestly, if it never happens again, I, I distinctly remember I was in Costco and the lady at Costco listened to the show. And I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. If that never happens again, what a fun little chapter of life that is where someone's like, hey, I, love I, was, I was at the, uh, I was emceeing the blood bank event uh, last week. And there's a heart surgeon, right? She performs open heart surgery on people. And then her patient, who she saved his life, he's a dentist. And I asked them a question. They told their stories. And I asked them a question. Uh, I forget what the question was. But the, the dentist was going on about how uh, when, when she is performing her art, she's in the zone. And she's flowing and she's got this whole team of people behind her and she's just saving lives and she loves it. She's having fun and it's amazing. And he's like, and I, it's the same thing with me when I'm doing this like advanced dentistry work, I'm just having a blast. And he goes, Slater, I'm sure it's a lot like you when you're doing your radio show and when you're hosting an event like this, very few people can get up here and do what you do and perform and i say yes thank you i am the hero of this evening this is it is about time we've been here for an hour and i have yet, not yet been recognized as the hero of the san diego blood bank event and thank you doctor for finally showing me the recognition that i deserve no i think i asked the doctor i asked her um i said how do you walk around <laughs> i mean seriously like how do you handle how do you deal with what do you think about when people praise you for saving their life because here is this patient who was like doctor i love you thank you so much thank you but you saved his life and so people thank me for my radio show it's a dinky little am radio show and people are like oh thank you for your show it's like oh like oh yeah cool yeah but like like you are actually saving people's lives the fame that Will Smith has, keep that away from me. I was in church yesterday and some woman said, oh, I listen to your show every day. Uh, thanks for quoting the Bible on the radio. And her son was teaching the kids uh, that my, like the kids church that my son was in, <laughs> right? So she listens to the show. Her adult son was teaching my son in like the, the church, the kids church thing at church. It was like, oh, that's awesome. How great is that? That's, a, that's the perfect thing. Like that is great. Will Smith fame, keep that as far away from me and everyone I love as possible. You want nothing to do with that. I'll give you another example. The drummer of the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters, drug overdose, died in his hotel room, 50 years old. He's in Columbia. Uh, the headlines say there were 10 drugs in his system, but that's not, there's no autopsy yet. You can't say something like that. I think what they meant to say is there, there were 10 drugs found in his hotel. Who even knows if that's true? Whatever. The point is, he died of a drug overdose. He was at the Four Seasons Hotel, nice as a hotel as you can get, and takes so many drugs, he dies. You want that life? Oh, Slater at the performing on stage, traveling the world, making and playing music. You're, you, you're singing a lyric you wrote, and you stop singing, and then everyone finishes the lyric for you. Like, that's as good as it gets. People screaming, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. He's so miserable that he had to take so many drugs, he died. You have to take the whole package. You want it? I don't want any of it. And let me take this moment while Lamo Superprude is around. Lamo Superprude. 
He's the lamiest. We got to find the, the liner for that. When we moved over to iHeart, we lost all the liners. I don't know if Eric still have it. He's the lamiest. He's the prudiest. Lamo super prude. Uh, there's a luxury belief from the left for many decades now about using drugs. Right? There's been, there's been attitude for a few decades that drugs are okay. They're fun. They're cool. They're, they're, oh, they make you creative. And they can be used in moderation. And you can just stop whenever you want. No, no. Right, here's another argument. Uh, oh, it's no different than alcohol, right? Alcohol is, it's a, it, it, drugs and alcohol, it's just a way to unwind from stress at night, have some fun when you want, all, right? No, <laughs> right? Never listen to anyone who makes the argument that things should be legalized because alcohol is legalized. When there's 100,000 alcohol-related deaths every year, what percentage of crime is alcohol-related? What percentage of domestic abuse? What percentage of child abuse? What percentage of general just pain and despair and misery and job loss and homelessness is caused by alcohol consumption? But because it is legal, then we should now legalize all these other things as well. And if not legalize, at least have a general uh, laissez-faire attitude. I think that is unwise because there's been this, I would say, the last couple of decades, very lax attitude about drugs. When surely... The way to make sure you never get addicted to drugs is to never take them once. So the question is how many people have taken drugs that otherwise wouldn't have if there wasn't this, oh man, whatever, it's no big deal, like it's cool attitude in our culture. And how many people got addicted or whatever damage and destruction in their life, ultimately perhaps even death because of it. Does that make sense? Let me say it like this. I gotta go, but let me say it like this. I'm making these numbers up, of course, but go with it. Let's say there's 10 people. Uh, three of them are rock stars or people who glamorize drug use one way or the other. So there's seven other people. And they're like, oh, look at these people can take drugs and it's fun. It's like a rock star thing to do. It's what they take. Uh, one dies in an overdose. Uh, one dies in like a, a, they're high and they die driving. Uh, three more beat their wife over it, right? Uh, one abuses their child. Uh, everyone gets divorced. One ends up homeless, right? One loses their job. Because, right? Was it worth it? Oh, but only two of them died, and the rest, uh, they're fine. Fine? <laughs> they're fine? Drugs are now fine, I guess? Yeah, their lives are ruined. Or at least worse than they otherwise would have been. But because the rock star gets away with it, it's cool. And the rock stars don't even get away with it. Don't be fooled. Lamo super prude until next time. Bad company ruins good morals. I'll undo with that. Mike Slater show, spread the word. All right, I'm going to steal a joke. You ready? You ready? What did Chris Rock find on his face after he presented the best documentary award? What did Chris Rock find on his face after he presented the Oscar for best documentary? Fresh Prince. Wish I had a rim shot. I think I may have one. Uh, is this it? Uh, oh, no, it's just a drum. I thought it was a rim shot. But uh, we can do an applause. Thank you, Fresh Prince. Let's uh, so got a minute here. We can do uh, one last little old-timey values segment here, and then we'll move on to the news of the day again. Uh, I'm going to read this. You can do whatever you want with it. You can call it too romantic if you'd like. Uh, but my encouragement is to reconsider a, uh, a, a new relationship 
for your family with food. And today's a good day to do it because it's cold and rainy. And my, my suggestion, oh, listen, take it, leave it, do whatever you want, do part of it, none of it, half of it, I don't care. Uh, but I perhaps challenge if you so inclined, uh, once a week, make food. Uh, sacred's a strong word, but uh, I'll go with it. Maybe you can think of a better one for me. Uh, a sacred home experience. Life is busy, I get it. But once a, once a week, try to keep it sacred. Let, let me quote this, see what you think. Food has been so stripped, not only of its natural ability to nourish the body. Real quick, I'll talk about this. We talked about uh, uh, Bill Gates earlier, right? Bill Gates and his, uh, well, I'll tell you about it in a minute. We'll get back to Bill Gates. Let me save the Bill Gates thing. Uh, let me read this. Food has been so stripped, not only of its natural ability to nourish the body, but from even looking like anything nature could possibly create. This has contributed to the overall divorce of humans from the earth. And there's so many examples of that. Uh, we talk about that with global warming. The only way that you can believe in a uh, fragile earth is if you have no connection with it. <laughs> you are so uh, privileged to be distant from the earth that you then think it's fragile. When if you lived with the earth, you would know how deadly and destructive and dynamic it is and powerful. So we are very disconnected from the earth, which is a lot of problems with it. Few children can tell you where an egg comes from much less be able to identify, cull, harvest, or forage an edible food source from their yard. We are conditioned to opening up a box and sticking things in a microwave. What percentage of the population actually cooks all of its meals, or even one? Microwaving isn't cooking. It's reliance on yet another machine of questionable value, viable, uh, questionable value and possible harm. The great tradition, really the centerpiece of human flourishing, the very symbol of human happiness, which is gathering around a table with loved ones, is now reduced for too many to meals taken alone. We talked about this last week. I think in this segment, it may have been a different one, where we were talking about uh, crime. And uh, Theodore Dalrymple talked about how, I think it was in the one o'clock hour. So let me do a little more on this. So you can never blame people for committing crime, it's never their fault, it's always the system. And one uh, experiment was done a long time ago where they gave a group of uh, prison, prison inmates, half of them they gave a vitamin, half they did not, a placebo. And the half that they gave a vitamin were less, uh, committed fewer, not crimes while in prison, but uh, disciplinary actions. So they're like, oh, the reason people commit crimes is because they're malnourished, which turned into, oh, the reason why there's so much crime in low-income neighborhoods is because there they're are food deserts. And the reason there's food deserts is because of evil capitalism and big groceries, not feeding people properly, and that's why there's so much crime. Great, great, great excuse, because now people aren't blamed, but not only, uh, not only are people not blamed, but capitalism is blamed for all of people's problems. Um, and Theodore Dalrymple, who's a, crimin psych a prison psychologist, 
he was at a presentation of food deserts and one of the worst food deserts in England is where he lives. <laughs> and he's like, this, that's not a food desert. So there's a beautiful Indian market right down the street from me. I go there all the time. Well, the difference is poor white and poor black people in England or in that area did not shop there. Only poor Indian immigrants shopped there. Part of his job was to go to people's homes and interview and talk to them and check out their living conditions. He said he never once saw any poor black or poor white people cooking food or eating around a table. And he said the Indian immigrants were always cooking at home and eating around a table. So lack of food, fresh food or uh, nutrients, it's a choice and perhaps even cultural. It has nothing to do with capitalism or food deserts. But again, how many people, even middle income or upper income, are eating dinner on the table? I fear, tar I fear far too few. She says, a few years ago while shopping, I had a sudden dramatic revelation that nearly every boxed, frozen, canned bit of food in the aisles was a substitute for a mother or wife or grandmother, the ones who traditionally prepared and presented the food, and that this key figure in the human landscape has been erased. She's now in the office pursuing leadership opportunities the cans and the dull microwavable bags of mixed vegetables had replaced her. Uh, and then she turns it into a positive, a chance to we have a chance to reframe the whole relationship with food, what it is, how it's grown, harvested, transported, where and how far it comes from, who grows, prepares and presents it and all the rest. So you can do what you want with that. Uh, but I suggest a uh, night a week cook as a family, pick the menu, pick it as a family, Pick the recipe. Half-baked harvest is my favorite cook. Uh, amazing recipes. Everything's delicious. It's great. Difficult-ish, like hard enough, but totally doable for everyone. Uh, give out parts. Have the kids contribute. Do the whole thing. Oh, it's going to be a mess. Absolute mess. And uh, it's going to take you, like her recipes it may say, it just takes 30 minutes. It'll take you an hour. <laughs> It'll take you twice as long as it takes her. Uh, be a ton to clean up. Uh, what a disaster the kitchen's going to look like afterwards. But so worth it. And maybe that's a big step. Let me suggest this instead, or maybe to start. Bake your own bread. It is so much better than bread in the store. And like what? It's so easy. And there, it's such a, I mean, it's been, people have been doing it for, forever <laughs> there's two super easy recipes just look up focaccia uh like focaccia bon appetit has a recipe it's so easy you don't have to knead there's no kneading uh and then if you google no need dutch oven bread if you're kneading bread it's a little more complicated and you gotta know some more stuff about it but the no need it's easy so do a no need dutch oven bread they're so stinking easy and absolutely delicious the both of those breads are so amazing. the focaccia bread the no need focaccia bread is so stinking good and it's, it's, the, it's the easiest thing ever. And I just say that because we need to reconnect ourselves with food. And we need to do it with everything. Everything is fake and manufactured around us. Everything. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
including our food. So the ability to reconnect with food and family and a dinner table, what a gift. But you have to want it. This, this is why I know it's, a, it's an important thing. I can tell you, this, this is exactly how I know this, this matters, right? Because every single thing in the world is pushing you away from the dinner table, isn't it? My kids are five, four, and two, and we're being pushed away from the dinner table, right? So 14, 14, and 12, and you have a million things to do all the time. So everything is pushing you away from it. Everything's pushing you away from the kitchen, from the dinner table, from family time, from family nights, all this stuff. And I, I think that means it's important. If the world's pushing you away from something, it's, it's probably a thing that you need to intentionally push back on, push back on and reclaim. 858-522-5775. Mike Slater Show. Spread the word. And this nurse in Tennessee story. This is incredible. I, I, I'm hesitant to even do a little bit on it now because I, I there's some I got some more questions before I do a, a full presentation. There's some things I still don't quite understand about it. Let me give you the um, let me give you the short of it real quick before I do that. Uh, final thought on what we were just talking about: food. Uh, Roger Scruton, the great Roger Scruton, who passed away pretty recently. He said of pornography, he said, the goal of pornography is to desacralize, like sacred, the sexual act, to detach it from love and commitment, just talk to Will Smith about that, and to put it on sale as a commodity. And I would argue that similar things have been done with food, right? And we, you know, we go, 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 and we, we've stopped the growing and the preparing of food and the love and the commitment that's necessary uh, to to grow and prepare and serve. And now we just consume it as fuel. <laughs> and that's uh, not even good fuel. And we were talking earlier about Bill Gates. That's what I wanted to say about Bill Gates. Uh, we were talking about Bill Gates because we were talking about Will Smith and he's rich and you don't want a rich person's life because you got to take the whole package. So whenever you feel envious, just tell yourself you got to take the whole package and you don't want Will Smith's life because you don't want to have a wife in an open marriage sleeping with other men. If you do, you will lash out. <laughs> in weird ways, like slapping somebody during an award show, for instance. I know this is a random example of how someone... So Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates, $134 billion net worth. He just bought a house in Del Mar right on the beach. He's tearing it down. The neighbors are upset because it's loud. He's rebuilding it from the ground up. And he's, it's all alone. He's all alone. He just got divorced a year ago. He's all alone. He bought it with his wife, and now there's no more wife. So you want that? You want Bill Gates' money? great. You got to take Bill Gates's life. And you don't want Bill Gates's life. Because the truth is, people like Will Smith and Bill Gates, if they're in their right mind, they would rather have your life. That is the truth of it. That's the truth of it. And Bill Gates is the largest owner of private farmland in the United States of America. Why? Because he wants everybody to eat synthetic meat. He just said the other day, he wants 100% of America's meat diet to be synthetic meat. Have you seen Bill Gates? Just look up a picture of Bill Gates. He's, he's sick. He's got giant moobs, he's big man boobs. He's falling out of his shirt. He's a sick, he's not healthy. <laughs> he's got all the, literally more money than anyone in the world, more money than anyone in human history probably. He could have all the fitness and trainers and everything in the whole, everything. there's not a nutrient mineral resource not at his disposal. 
and he's an unhealthy person. And I'm I, I, like the person who did that interview where Bill Gates said, I want to eat, he want every, I want everyone to eat synthetic meat. The, the obvious question is, do you? Because if you don't, then, well, then we're definitely not. Because if you don't, why do you think we should? You can buy impossible burgers at every fast food chain in the country and in every grocery store. So why are you not doing it? It's not like it's not accessible yet. So why are you not? And if you are, that's not a testament. <laughs> you look awful. Fake meat. Now, listen, uh, no, one that, no one ever said, you know what you need? You need more pea protein isolate in your diet. <laughs> you need more soy isolate with 17 other chemicals in your diet. That'll really, really brighten up your skin. No, take the junk out of your food, put the love and the commitment back into it. And this concludes my hippie thought of the day. Okay, so this nurse, here's the very short of this. Okay, we'll do a, a fuller presentation tomorrow because I got some I got some questions. So this happened back in 2017. I don't understand how why things take so long. That's crazy. That was five years ago. What about your right to a, uh, a speedy trial? <laughs> Can we hurry this up? 2017. So she was a nurse. She's 38 now. I, I think she's 38 now. Right? So she's early 30s. Nurse at uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt Hospital, Nashville, Tennessee. She had a patient, 75 years old, who was uh, had a brain injury, like some serious brain injury. And I, th I think this patient was going to die, but uh, was, was doing better and was actually going to be discharged pretty soon. Right? So she's the, her nurse, and this person is going to go get an MRI done. Right? And the nurse was going to uh, inject her with some sort of sedative in order to calm her as the 75-year-old patient was going to get an MRI done. But instead of giving her this one type of medication, the nurse gave her a different medication. They put the person in the MRI machine. By the time she's out, she's dead. And she admits to it. She admits, I gave the wrong medicine to her. And I did it. I, I, made, I made a mistake. I made the wrong medicine. She just... God, she was just found guilty of homicide. Uh, let's see, faces three to six years in prison for neglect, one to two years for negligent homicide because she has no prior convictions. Probably run concurrently. Does that mean at the same time? Or next to each other? Yeah, it means at the same time. Okay, so, uh, so three to six years. Whatever, she'll face a couple of years in jail. Nurse made a mistake, wrong thing. She's so nurses across the country are, I think, rightfully freaking out. Like, well, what if I make a mistake? Now, this is a serious one, right? But I'm sure nurses make mistakes all the time. I'm sh I know doctors make mistakes all the time because the second leading cause of death in the country is doctor error. I'll say it again the second leading cause of death in the country is doctor error. Why, when the people, whoever the people are, make the lists of death, causes of death in America, like, here's the top five causes of death. It's number one, heart disease. Number two, cancer. Number three, stroke. Number four, lung disease. Number five, car accidents. It's something like that. They leave out the number two one. <laughs> what, if, 
What if the number two cause of death was anything else? Right. What if the number two cause of death was um, uh, vaccines? No, no. Hey, whoa. Jeez, Slater. What if the number two cause of death was, um, I don't know, what's another cause of death? Um, blah, 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 blah. What's something else? Falling off of roofs. I don't know. Falling downstairs. Falling, number two cause of death is falling downstairs. And uh, they just never said that. Or let's do something we all do. Number two cause of death is... Uh, ulcers from taking too much Advil on an empty stomach, right? I'd be like, well, wait a second. I know it says you're not supposed to take it on an empty stomach, but I didn't think you'd like die from it. Oh no, it's the second leading cause of death. Well, wow, I, you should put that in the list. You have your list of cause of death and you skipped that one. Why did you skip that? Well, they skipped Dr. Malpratt, they skipped, no, no, I just say Malpratt, just Dr. Error. I don't know if you want to call it malpractice. I don't know if that's like a legal term. But Dr. Error is the second leading cause of death. Like, oh, you can't just skip it. And they do. So what about all the doctors who make a, a genuine mistake? Not Dr. Death, Dr. Dunch, but like a genuine, oh. Now they're criminal charges. Interesting precedent. And I don't know what the precedent for this is, but uh, this has people very concerned. Uh, one nurse was talking about how she almost did something similar, but triple checked and caught herself at the very end after a triple check. Now, what I got to do more research on is there's a uh, dispensing cabinet for these medications at a hospital. And it's all computerized. And they make sure that the computer tries to make sure that you're not making a mistake. So apparently she typed in VE. Okay, so she tried to withdraw Versed because the medicine was called Versed. The one she wanted is called Versed by typing in V-E, first two letters, without realizing she should have been looking for its generic name, Midazolam. When the cabinet did not produce Versed, she triggered an override that unlocked a larger swath of medications, then searched for V-E again, this time the cabinet offered vicaronium or something. What was she looking? She was looking for Versed and she got this vicaronium. She then overlooked or bypassed at least five warnings or pop-ups saying she, withdraw she was withdrawing a paralyzing medication. Five pop-ups. And she did not recognize that Versed is a liquid, but vicaronium is a powder that must be mixed into a liquid. So that's another check. And then when she stuck a syringe into the vial, it's, uh, she would have had to look directly at the bottle cap that said, warning, paralyzing agent. So you're like, oh, well, okay, well, that seems more negligent than just, whoops, wrong one. But then apparently Vanderbilt, let me read. Uh, at the time of the death, Vanderbilt was instructing nurses to use overrides to overcome the cabinet delays and constant technical problems caused by an ongoing overhaul of the hospital's electronic health record system. Murphy's care alone required at least 20 cabinet overrides in just three days. Wow. Overriding was something we did as part of our normal practice, but you couldn't get a bag of fluids for a patient without using an override. Okay, so it was like a normal thing all the time. Okay, override, a oh, stupid computer. Override, override, okay, yeah, I gotta get it. Override, override, okay, good, I'm gonna, right, that kind of, wow. 
That's a tough one. All right. I got to think more about that. But uh, what do you think? Does she deserve? Does she deserve years in prison for that? And what does that mean now for the future of uh, of healthcare? It seems like a problem. Eight five eight five two two five seven seven five. One thing to maybe even lose your license, but uh, prison. Ugh. It's actually an uh, interesting conversation and not uh, not even a precarious one. <laughs> Some conversations like this can be can be tricky. Walk, walk carefully. Uh, but I suggest asking your wife, if you were in that situation, honey, what would you want me to do? What's your ideal man? I'm a man. What, would, what, what do you want your man to do? in uh, the defending of your honor. I put it up on the, uh, the Facebook and uh, it looks like most people say you, you laugh and, uh, and move on or uh, take care of it later, not on camera. I think that's my wife's take is you take care of it off camera. The on camera thing is her take on why uh, you end up looking end up looking like a fool. Anyway, we talked all about it in the first hour. You can check it out then if you want. Um, I got to share the story. All right, I got the, this is the five minute version of the story. Asymptomatic spread. Everyone thinks that you can spread COVID asymptomatically. It's not true. Asymptomatic means you don't have any symptoms, so you can still spread it. This is super important because uh, this is why we have had to lock down. This is why you couldn't go to church. You couldn't go to school. You couldn't go to funerals. You couldn't go to the hospital. You couldn't do anything. Is because uh, you could spread it without even knowing you had it. Okay, huge, massive deal changed the game. If this thought never came out, then it would be, hey, if you're sick, stay home. How you know that's how every <laughs> illness is. If you have any symptoms at all, let's stay home. Hey, everyone, I know we're you know we like to work. We're a working culture, uh, and people power through sickness all the time. Businesses, we really want to encourage people to stay home when they're sick. So could you please give like some extended time off days? And yes, people are going to take advantage of it, but it's going to be worth it because if anyone shows any sign of sickness, it's going to spread and it'd be worse. So let's just keep anyone who's sick, stay home, please. That should have been the message in the beginning, but it wasn't that because asymptomatic spread, you can spread it without even knowing. So that means everyone is a potential murderer. Everyone is a potential super spreader. Well, I don't have it. Oh, you have it. You don't even know it. Where did that come from? End of January, January 24th, January 24th, 2020, uh, a woman from Shanghai flew in for business, met with a guy in Munich. The guy in Munich got sick a couple days later. The woman from China got sick when she was on the plane. And the New England Journal of Medicine, 17 doctors, researchers, 17 published in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, that she showed no symptoms when she was meeting with the man in Germany, showed no symptoms, and this shows that there's such thing as asymptomatic spread. Here it is. During her stay, she had been well with no signs or symptoms of infection, but had become ill on her flight back to China. Okay, so this is it. This is, oh no, worst case scenario, everyone can spread it all the time. Right? Anyone can spread it. You don't even know. You can't even know. So we better just be better safe than sorry and lock everyone down because anyone can spread it, okay? Turns out, the short of the story, no one talked to her. 
None of the 17 researchers in this study talked to her. None of them asked her, did you have any symptoms? What they did is they asked four people who were around her that day in Germany. Hey, did she look sick? Did she look like she had any symptoms? And they all said no. A month later, after this was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, without saying we didn't talk to her, right? They, they didn't acknowledge that, did not acknowledge that. A month later, officials in Germany did talk to her and said, hey, were you sick? And she said, yeah, I was. However, officials at uh, Germany's Federal Public Health Agency uh, did talk to the Shanghai patient on the phone a month later. It turned out she did have symptoms while in Germany. She felt tired, suffered from muscle pain, and took Tylenol. Whoops. So all of this asymptomatic spread, all of this, this threat, all of this, uh, you know, this is why you can't go to Thanksgiving. This is why you can't go to school because everyone could have COVID. Everyone's a disease, disease factor. Everyone could be spreading it all the time. You could be spreading it. You can't go anywhere. Go, can't see grandma. All of this is based off of one woman, one, and it wasn't even true. One letter to the New England Journal of Medicine based off of one woman, and it wasn't even true. All of this, two years of this. That incredible. I, 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 I will do the best I can to never fall for anything like this again, and to be on hyper alert for you. And I still get get caught every once in a while, right? Like uh, with Russia, all we hear about is Russia's losing, and they're running out of men and tanks and oil and water and food and everything. They're running out of morale. And they're running out of everything, and they're gonna lose. And Ukraine's gonna win. It's like. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I can't, you can't believe anything. You can't believe anything. Never forget, all of the lockdowns were based off of asymptomatic spread, and all the proof of asymptomatic spread was one letter to the New England Journal of Medicine based off of one woman, and it wasn't even true. They didn't even talk to her. They made all these grand conclusions. They didn't even talk to her. And those 17 researchers still have a job. They haven't been shamed out of their career yet. Mike Slater Show. Spread the word. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.